Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. And today I'm going to be sharing some tips with you on how to become more of a morning person, if that's something you're striving towards, and what my kind of morning and evening routine looks like, which helps me feel a little bit more successful on the daily. Now, before we start chatting about that, I just want to remind you that this month, May of 2021, I'm doing a giveaway at the end of the month, actually at the beginning of June, for anyone who leaves me a podcast review. So that means all of you users who are on Apple, if you go to your podcast and you go down to the bottom, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, and DM me a screenshot of that review at justget.fit on Instagram. I will enter you into my giveaway and that will be going live June 1st. So please don't forget to do that. I love hearing from you and I'm so grateful for all of your support. Now let's get started. So the first question I get a lot of the time is, were you always a morning person? And if I'm being completely honest, I'm definitely more of a morning person than I am a late night person just because I really enjoy daylight and sunshine. And so my tendency is more morning. However, probably 18 months ago, you know, due to my hubby schedule, we were very much night owls. I'm talking about waking up at 10 or 11, working till two or three. And that was our schedule for a good amount of time. That was also great. I really enjoy that in a whole other way. So I think the thing is, it is possible to shift, you know, you're not just a night owl for the rest of your life. If that's something you want to maybe shift for a while, it is possible. And so with that being said, I wanted to jump into, you know, some of these strategies and techniques that I have found really helpful. And for me, I think being a morning person isn't just to say, oh, I'm a morning person. I get up at the crack of dawn. No, it's because I'm a really lazy afternoon and evening person. That's why I find it beneficial to be a morning person. It's not because I'm trying to be super fancy. It's because I just can't get it together later in the day. And I think for a long time, I was like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can do it. And then when I kind of sat down and I had that little, you know, one-on-one chat with myself in a real honest way, I was like, no, Nikki, you don't have it together. You cannot you know, get past that long list of excuses you have in the afternoon and evening. You can't find the energy to get your workout done in the afternoon and evening. And so knowing that about myself personally, I have found it very worthwhile to focus on morning and afternoon habits and routines that allow me to be more of a morning person. And the biggest thing people say, oh, but it's so hard to get up in the morning. And yeah, it is super hard to get up in the morning. I'm not rolling out of bed every day going like, wow, sunshine and roses and unicorns. This is just easy breezy. No, literally my alarm went off this morning and I rolled over and I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's early. Mm -hmm. Yikes. But I got up, got my clothes on, did my thing. But what I'm getting at is that it's not always going to be easy. But I think you have to focus on why you're doing this. And like I said, for me, this is because I'm not great at afternoons and evenings. And so, yes, getting up 
early is hard. But you know what makes it a lot easier? Going to bed earlier. And this is one where I think when you kind of have that conversation with your friend and they go, oh, it's so hard to get up early. And you go, well, what time do you go to bed? And you go, oh, I go to bed at midnight. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. It's hard to get up early. You're going to bed super late and assuming that you fall asleep right at midnight and that 6 a.m. is just going to be a breeze. It's not. It's going to be hard. It's important for you to get enough sleep so you can actually get up early. And when your alarm goes off, not just turn it off or snooze it or not hear it. And that's a really big thing. And while it is seemingly obvious, and we see this in other people, I think a lot of us have a hard time, you know, turning that mirror around and be like, Oh, yeah, if I went to bed earlier, this would be a heck of a lot easier. And so for me, I have kind of set some nighttime habits and routines to help make this easier. I can very easily be someone who just watches another episode, another episode, and I'm like, ooh, that was a cliffhanger. Let's go again. And then before I know it, it's midnight. And then when I go to bed and I was like, oh, 6 a.m. is going to come up real quick. Maybe I'll just wake up a little bit later. Well, it bites me in the butt and it kind of just undoes everything. And it doesn't actually make me feel good. And so one thing that I have had to sacrifice in a way is how much TV I watch. And you know what? It's not really that big of a sacrifice. Yes. Would it be nice to watch a couple things before I go to bed? Yes. But I'd say on average, especially on weekdays, if I watch TV, it's probably one episode of something. So 40 to 60 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, it's time to get ready for bed because that's how this goes. I know by the time I start to tidy up and clean up and, you know, put the dishes away, load the dishwasher, whatever it is, that stuff always takes way longer than I realize. And so my nighttime routine includes some boundaries. And what I mean by that is I will not start a TV show after 9.30 or 9, depending on the day, depending on the week. Um, right now I'm trying to be like, no TV episode starts after 9 o'clock p.m. Because, you know, most things are 40 minutes, which means I wrap up at 9.40, have time to brush my teeth and hop into bed still before 10. Because I know if I'm not getting, you know, seven and a half to eight hours of sleep, it's really, really hard for me to sustain getting up so early and to feel good and then to be productive. So setting that routine of going to bed early, having that wind down time and making sure I don't bring my phone into the bedroom and scroll on it mindlessly, even though I'm in bed at 10 is a huge one. Probably a year to year and a half ago, I stopped charging my cell phone in the bedroom. So I charge it on my desk outside of the hall and that's it. It's not in here. I can't check the time. I can't check an email. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm not going to roll over and pick it up. And that has been a huge, huge thing in helping me have better quality sleep and not kind of rile myself up at a point in the night or early morning when I really don't need that. So charging my phone outside of the bedroom has been a a game changer. And so if you're going to try that, there's a couple benefits to this. Apart from that, you're not going to be scrolling on there before you go to bed. And that is if you have an alarm, 
Well, guess what? If it's loud enough and you're that person who actually hears your alarm, having it ring outside of the bedroom is great because you're physically going to have to get up to turn it off. And you know what? That means the chances of you going back to bed are probably a little bit less. So there, that in itself is a win. Now, if you're not going to have your phone in the bedroom, how do you wake yourself up? No, I'm not just someone who wakes up with the sun. I definitely need an alarm most of the time. And for me, I've been using my watch as an alarm. So I either charge it beside the bed or I charge it before I go to sleep and then I wear it. It vibrates, wakes me up, and I find that really, really helpful. So that's my first tip. Charge your phone outside of the room and then use either your watch or an actual alarm clock to wake you up. This is, of course, after you've gone to bed early. And if you are someone who has a time where you're like, okay, let me do some math. If I'm aiming for, you know, seven or eight hours or nine hours, depending on who you are, work backwards. So what time do you need to wake up? And then from there, count backwards, however many hours of sleep you need. Okay. So if you need eight hours and you want to wake up at six, guess what? You need to be basically in bed and asleep by 10. And don't just think that means that you're going to fall asleep at 10. What do you need to do the hour before you want to be asleep? Are you someone who's playing video games? Are you someone who's scrolling social media? Are you on the Headspace meditation app? Are you doing stretches? What are you doing that will help you fall asleep at that time? And so definitely don't skip that step and don't assume that you're just going to be in bed by a certain time. You need to actually potentially set reminders for yourself. And so what I sometimes ask clients to do is if you want to be in bed by say 11, set an alarm for 10, that reminder of, Hey, you should be getting it together. You should be setting yourself up, get your pajamas on, wash your face. Then you can watch your episode if you want. So when your show is done, you can literally crawl into bed. Um, Okay, moving on to the next one. And that is, if you are someone who wakes up in the morning and goes, oh man, I just, I can't think. I'm not sure what I should be doing. I'm not sure if I should be working out or what my workout is or what I'm going to wear. Look at these things the night before. Okay, plan things out, set yourself up. So generally what I do every Sunday is I lay out all my workout clothes for the week. I literally think about how many workouts I'm aiming to do. If it's three, if it's four, if it's five, and then I will lay out that number of workout outfits. Okay. So leggings and a sports bra or t-shirt, whatever it is, lay it all out. You might be someone who does it the night before. That's okay. I like doing it one done Sunday night. And then I have that visual reminder every time I'm looking at my stuff being like, oh yeah, I've got three more workouts. So lay things out the night before. And then if you are waking up early to do a workout, make sure you know what you're doing the day before. And this might seem perhaps a bit strange. This is definitely a lot easier if you're someone who follows a program, which you all know I recommend you doing. Um, But if you don't follow a program, then know what workout you're going to do. Either have it picked out from YouTube, have it picked out from Instagram, have it written out. But don't assume that when you wake up early in the morning, and jump into those workout clothes, you're just going to have this grand plan. It doesn't work that way for most of us, especially not long-term. Maybe it does the first day when you're super excited about your new routine, but after a week or two, you're like, I'm pretty tired. I don't have a plan. I didn't lay out my clothes. Maybe I'll just lay in bed a little longer. 
So you knowing what you're going to do when you wake up, what you're going to wear when you wake up makes it, you know, that barrier of entry for what you're trying to do is less because you've already put in some of the work. You're getting up, you're putting the clothes on that you've chosen, you're doing the workout that you've already written or come up with, and you're not having to think about it. You're just starting it. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I am someone who has a really hard time getting in my movement and exercise later in the day, especially in the winter. Now that we're in spring, things are brighter, we have a lot more daylight. Yeah, it's easier. The sun here sets at like nine o'clock. I love it. It really helps. But in the winter when it's like, cool, if you're not out by 3.30 or 4, you are out of luck. Well, guess what? It's, it's hard. It really is. And that definitely plays a role in my ability to get things done. And so because of that, I really have to prioritize my mornings and for me, my movement. So I will personally go for my walk first thing, try and do some sort of exercise or movement also first thing. And after I do that, that's when I check in with clients. That's when I answer emails, when I do my work, when I film my content, but I'm really working on this idea of paying myself first. Now that's not my saying. I took that from Vitaly because he's like, you got to pay yourself first, right? You can't expect to kind of give and give and give and show up if you haven't paid yourself first. So when I mean that, I mean, I have made time for me. I've made time for me to enjoy my coffee, to go for a little walk with a dog, either to do some stretches or a workout, but that's my time. And guess what? When that's done, then I can work for the rest of the day. I can work until, you know, six or seven o'clock if I need to, but I'm not trying to squish in a workout or squish in some steps at the end of the day when I am beat and I am super, super tired because I know me and I know seven o'clock Nikki does not want to do anything and does not have the energy to do anything. And this is when you need to really know yourself and you need to reflect on what can I do and then move forward from there. If you can't do something in the evening, when can you do it? Don't just go, I can't, I can't do this. You can acknowledge it, but then go, this is when I can do it. This is when I can try and make this work. Okay. And if you are trying to get up early and really struggle, I had a amazing group coaching call this past weekend. And what one of my clients suggested, which I absolutely love, and to be honest, I've never used it as strategy, but I, I wish I had, is think about waking up five or 10 minutes earlier than you have been. So if you currently wake up at seven and you're wanting to wake up at six, don't just go from seven to six. It might be a really, really big jump and not feel doable, but go from seven to 650 and do 650 for an entire week. And after that, you can try 645, you can try 640 and slowly back up until you are at that time where you want to wake up, but you are allowing yourself to get up a little bit earlier and to adjust to that process. And I think the other side of that spectrum of people being like, oh, well, how do you wake up early? And you know, how do you go to bed early? Well, when you wake up early, guess what? You're also really tired early because because you've been up for a long time. Like when I have a call at noon, I'm like, oh, great. I've been up for six hours. That's why I'm feeling tired, right? And so 
it is something that takes some time to adjust, but it does get easier as you go through it. And you might come to a place where you go, you know what, this isn't for me. I can find the time and energy to do things in the afternoon. And that's okay. I'm just sharing this because I have learned that I don't do well in the afternoon and evening. And so for me to be successful, I need to really focus on being a morning person. Um, And I think one thing that always comes up for a lot of clients is the idea that it's really hard to put ourselves first. And I definitely see that. I feel that it's hard to prioritize ourselves. And this is why I'm really making an effort to do these things for myself in the morning. Because when I take care of myself, I'm a better coach. I'm a better wife. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better friend because I have more to give. And so while I do understand it can be challenging, it's a worthwhile investment in ourselves because have you ever heard that analogy that you can't pour from an empty cup? So you are that cup and you taking care of yourself, you sleeping enough, you, you know, managing your stress, your positive affirmations, your positive self-talk, all of those things is you filling your cup. And when you fill your cup, well, guess what? There's something in there for you to give, for you to share. But if you don't take that time for you, there's literally nothing you can pour from that. And so it's not selfish for you to make time for yourself. And it doesn't have to be something where you're saying, oh, I'm spending two hours on myself every morning. You know what? You might say, I wake up 10 minutes earlier and I have my coffee in silence. I write down, you know, a goal for the day. I write down, you know, a positive affirmation, whatever it is that makes you feel good and makes you feel successful. There is no goal too small that you can start with. So you don't have to get up two hours earlier. You don't have to do a workout and a walk like me. That's not what I'm trying to get at. This has to be something beneficial to you. Okay. And maybe you're only going to do, um, get up 30 minutes earlier and you're going to do an exercise for 15 minutes. Maybe you'll get up 30 minutes earlier and do nothing but relax. Cause it's the only time in the house that it's quiet. That's okay too. This is not just about working out and, you know, crushing your day and getting all these things done before 8am. No. Okay. So don't take it that way. This is meant to be something where if you want to transition to being more of a morning person, because it has benefit for you, you can do whatever you want in that time. You can do nothing. You can plan your groceries. You can meal prep. You can, you know, meditate. You can do your stretches, your yoga, whatever it is. If this is important to you, give it a try, make time for yourself and know that there might be a bit of an adjustment process and that's okay. It's very normal. And if you need to ease into it with five or 10 minutes earlier every week, that's a great strategy and definitely something worth trying. All right, fam, that's a wrap. If you're a morning person, you know, early bird gets the warm or a night owl, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget to leave that podcast review and you can follow me on Instagram at justget.fit for more nutrition and workout tips. And don't forget to press that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes.